Thank you for downloading this episode of the Football Purist Podcast. For more episodes, go to www.footballpurist.com and you can also find us at iTunes. to the penultimate edition for the season of the Purely Arsenal podcast. I've got Neil Shaw with me. How you doing, Neil? I'm tired, but I'm all right. Thank you, Jack. How are you doing? Top man, top man. Yeah, I'm doing well. No, it's 4.30, 5am where you are, So you and it's a work day, so you're a trooper, mate. Thanks, mate. What a pleasure through. to be on. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely, mate. It's a pleasure. And I'm also, with the return of Per Mertesacker to the Arsenal football team, I thought I'd bring back our very own BFG. It's Garrett Krutiger. How you doing, mate? Quite the introduction. Happy to be here. Absolutely. Top man, I've been working on that one all day long. <laughs> <laughs> seamless. It was yeah, absolutely yeah. seamless. Yeah, focused at work, you know, and all that. Um, uh-huh. But um, now, so, so since, I mean, Garrett, you haven't been on for, for a few weeks, but since we last spoke, um, we, we, we beat in Everton, but unfortunately, like we all expected, we, we end up finishing in fifth place. Um, and it is the Europa League next season. What an absolute joy. But let's chat a little bit about the Everton game before we get on to the FA Cup final, which is pretty much all that's on our minds at the moment, other than everything else that's surrounding the club. There's so much to talk about. But, but Garrett, let's start with you. As, uh, you haven't been on for a while. Um, eight wins out of nine, mate. Um, it's been good form since, since we last spoke. Changing formation. You, you must be liking a new formation. What have you been thinking of it? I like it a lot. I think it brings out the best out of a lot of players. Uh, Ramsey in particular, maybe we'll touch on that later, but uh, I feel like there's just a lot of uh, good things that come from the player's skill sets that this uh, formation brings the most out of. Yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd agree with you on, on that one. I think it'll be really interesting to see with our depletion in defence whether um, Wenger still sticks to it because he's got every opportunity now to go back to a back four, but let's see what he does. Mm. But um, Neil, you could. I think he has to. Yeah, I personally. think he does too. I, I, I think he does too. I think it's just gone too far with it now, and it's and it clearly changed our form, didn't it? So I think, you know, it just gives us a bit more solidarity in the defence, no matter who's playing there. And it's it, it's going to be weaker centre backs, isn't it? So it's you know mm. you want three back there probably. It seems like it's still mm-hmm. an obvious choice. But um, now, where do you think we lost it in the Champions League, mate? I mean, it was too little, too late, wasn't it? But can you pinpoint one moment? A lot of people were trying to do that on social media. This is where we lost it. I mean, it's obviously a collective thing over the whole season. But was there one point for you, Neil, where, where it turned for you? Did we start the season badly against Liverpool? A lot of people were saying, I don't think it was down to that as such. But was there, was there a turning point for you where the season started to fall apart a little bit? Gosh, I mean, it's difficult. As you said, it's collective. It's, uh, I do believe it's too little too late. The form that we showed in the last couple of months has been exemplary, I think, with the exception of the Tottenham game, which I don't think we were ever going to win that. The best we could have hoped for was a draw because it's, you know, the last North London derby at White Hart Lane. They were never going to lose it, even if it was the Invincibles team against uh, one of the mediocre Tottenham teams, I think we still would have struggled. So I don't think you can blame the team for that particular game. But, you know, there were several, several really, really below par performances throughout the season. And you could pick out any number of those games, the Palace game, the West Brom game, even Everton away. I, I, mm-hmm. I guess we, we we were expected to win because we were on a bit of a roll that run a at that yeah. stage. And I think if any, if it was going to be any of them, it would probably be that one. Um, yep. Yes, you can point at the very beginning of the season and uh, suggest that maybe the team wasn't quite ready because uh, the, the, the lack of transfer activity again right at the beginning of, of, of the window may have contributed to, to, to us dropping a point there as well. So it, you can look at many things, but I, I, if, if I was going to pick a game, I think I would say it was the Everton game and it just was too little too late because of our below par performances, which we spoke about so many times over the pods and during the course of the season. There's no point now for me. There is absolutely no point going back and, and, and you know, retrospectively looking at things and, and picking things out. I think we've just got to deal with it. We are now in the Europa League. Um, it's a completely new thing for Arsenal as a club and for the fans to, to, to get used to. And um, I don't know. I, I mean, we can talk about it a bit later, but I just feel that maybe, maybe if I'm going to try and pick out any consolations from it, it might be 
the best thing for us. I feel, feel that we, we could have been getting a bit complacent by always uh, getting that top four position, almost became used to it in, in, in a way. And um, maybe now this will kick, give a big kick up the backside for everyone at the club. And who knows, it may change things next season. I don't know whether Wenger's going to be with us or not. It, it could change things, could change the mindset. The only, the only, the, the only thing which which is a negative from it is our pulling power. Are we going to be able to attract maybe the bigger players uh, now that we're not in the in the in the elite competition? But there you go. That's that's the way I see it. Yeah, time will tell, I guess. Um, I, I agree with you. The Everton game was 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 the one that sticks out in my mind, just because we were on such mm-hmm. a rich run of form and complacency. Just said we should have won that game. We just yeah. Set off, it was horrible, and then it just snowballed, didn't it? Really, but um, that was it. Yeah, you... I've actually got a different a different one that sticks out in my mind. I don't know if you guys would agree, but uh, the the result against Watford at home when we lost two one. Yeah, uh, mm. Gosh, that one that one really deflated me. I felt like it deflated the team, and I felt like that was just the beginning of the end for the support of the of just like the fans with with the manager, and just like the frustration levels were so high. Uh, following that result, I just like I felt like that was the beginning of the horrendous uh, environment that Wenger quoted in his post-match interview from Everton that the players had to deal with on like a mental basis. Yeah. Uh, I, I felt like that that was just it right there for me, and then that was a string of results that led to losing away to Chelsea, and then that you know the Bayern Munich slaughter, and then Liverpool, and it was just a it just wasn't a good run from there. No, it was a horrible um, time, wasn't it? It was just, yeah, we couldn't, we couldn't buy a win at that point. Yeah, it was horrible. But yeah. where would you stand, Garrett, on... But we'll get back to the Everton game in a second. Um, on how we'd approach the Europa League next season. Some people have been saying focus completely on the league. Um, mm-hmm. Some people have been saying, no, play, play, play a very strong side. It's a chance to finally win something in Europa. You see how mm-hmm. Man United have done it this season. And How would you approach it? Uh, I think I would look at it as a new opportunity, um, but not one where I would focus the majority of our resources. I think it's a great opportunity for us to really focus on rotating our squad, not necessarily making it a Carling Cup squad, but, you know, giving the players like Lucas Perez, if he's still around or, uh, you know, some rotate, rotating our keepers. Maybe it's something where Danny Welbeck and Alex Wobey can really feature uh, it, it just looks to me like it's going to be a competition where we're in it. You know, this is the bed that we've made. Now we've got to sleep in it. And I think we have the depth of squad and the ability uh, to go out and win it. You know, we may as well. Uh, a trophy is a trophy and a competition is a competition. And, you know, if uh, this is something that's going to ultimately make us more competitive by winning, then I think we should focus on, on you know, trying to go out and win this competition. O- odds are we are already the favorite uh, going into next season. I-, I can't look at this competition thinking that we aren't, you know, the odds on club mm-hmm. to uh, be successful. You know what I mean? Yeah, so I-, I, fig- I figure, you know, this is an opportunity for us to, like Neil said, um, maybe lose a bit of the complacency of, you know, getting into the Champions League qualifying match and getting through that and then finishing first or second. And then, you know, it's just kind of like the same old thing. And I, this is a brand new opportunity for us. And uh, if we're going to be in it, we may as well take it seriously and, you know, play football like Arsenal Football Club are, are capable of playing and just win the dang thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We've got yeah, to use the be... squad, haven't we? We've got to use the squad. Like you said, the likes of yeah. Lucas and, and El Nenny, these players that, you know, even mm-hmm. our captain, for example, Per Mertesack, haven't played hardly <laughs> at all this season, you know. Yeah. Um, um, I'm not saying, I don't think that's putting a slight on the on, on the Europa League. It's saying, you know, use the squad, use the squad. But at the same time, you know, it might allow us to focus a little bit more on the league because we're yeah, able absolutely. to rotate a little bit more than we are in the Champions League. And, and Wenger's never been that good at rotating Champions League and Premier League football, has he, really? He's, he's never mm-hmm. been that good. So maybe maybe the Europa, you know, it gives us a better opportunity if Arsenal Wenger is... Um, He's still there. Still you know, we just don't know. Yeah. Him, but um, we'll get to that in a second. But um, on on the game, Neil, going back to the game, great early goal by Bellerin. Um, good fi- good finish from him. He's looked great since coming back in the side. Ox must be wonderful dummy by Welbeck. Yeah, huh? wonderful dummy. I tell you, Perfect. Jeru yeah. would have been yeah. proud yeah. of that one. But it was, <laughs> um, yeah, it was that was a bit shocking, wasn't it? But but it was a good goal. Bellerin has looked great and uh, probably pushing Ox out of the side for for Saturday. But Neil, um, I'm going to move on from that and just talk about the Koscielny challenge. Um, 
Koscielny oh. challenge. Uh, for me, it was. I was very frustrated. I thought it was naive. I thought it was reckless. Um, I don't think he intentionally tried to hurt a person. I don't think we're ever no. accused no. of that. But but it is such a reckless, unnecessary challenge at that point. And I also think it's a a sign of a fatigue challenge. Uh, it struck me as someone that didn't want to go foot to foot with someone, and he wanted to dive in and get the ball. And it, it was a uh, it was a lazy way of trying to get the ball. That's what I felt. And I've watched it so many times. But what's your thoughts on it? Nonsensical. I just find it. Uh, it was um, it, where it was on the pitch. I, I just don't even think there was any need. If even if you took took the game in isolation and not considered uh, the implications of it, you know, of him missing the FA Cup final and 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 where potentially it, you know we were fighting for that fourth spot, even just taking it as a just a challenge in isolation, it just didn't make any sense to me. Um, I never even thought about the fatigue, so that's something new. So that's you know, a good point, Jack. It, it could well be that. But still, uh, uh, you know, he, he, you know that he's a pivotal player for us, and um, to 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 know that you're on the the cusp of entering a an FA Cup final, which in in realistically is our only chance now of of salvaging the season and being a captain, all of that kind of thing. I just find found that really bizarre. The whole incident, it it just didn't make any sense to me. Uh, I, I I just don't. I, I don't know. I've got no words for it, to be honest. I, I think um, losing a player of Koscielny's stature, when we know that he is one of the key figures for this new formation as well, which has been working, it's a huge, huge, it's, it's a blow on uh, monumental levels for me. Um, I, th- I, th- I think um, we're going to have to really pull some now in the FA Cup for, to, to try and make, make up for that loss. It's left a gaping hole in defence, and then obviously you'll talk on, carry on a bit, little bit later, and talk about the Gabriel loss as well. But it's just, it's just, a, it's a massive, left a massive hole for us. And I, I just don't understand what he was trying to do. It just didn't make any sense. Um, you know, there was no way that that was ever going to be appealed. I mean, I asked you, you guys, the question on Twitter, didn't I? That could there be a way of appealing it? But there's just no way. I mean, well, it I was just. Well, I think we did try to. Looking, didn't we? we did try. To. Yeah, we did. Denied, yeah, but yeah, it, yeah. it didn't. It didn't work yeah, out. Didn't so. Work, yeah. um, I, I, I think I think he's, he's he immediately regretted it. Um, if you if you notice, I think after his actions on the pitch, he, he realised immediately that oh my god, what have I done? But um, it's it's one of the I, I suppose a bit of the Jekyll and the Hyde that comes out of Koscielny. On overall, especially recently, he's just been such a great player for us. But there have been times where he does silly little things. Um, I, I remember the the incident in in, in the final of the League Cup. Uh, against Birmingham, yeah, he was a lot younger then. Uh, he was a lot more of a rookie, I suppose, then for Arsenal, as far as Arsenal was concerned. But he he made that mistake, I think, with, with one other, which led to that uh, goal, which lost us the final. And I don't know, for some reason, I just immediately thought back to that moment when, when he did that. It was it was just uh, one of uh, the dark, dark uh, patches in Koscielny's uh, book uh, as an Arsenal player. But I, I don't know, there, there is just no no excuses for that at all for me. Jack, whether it be a combination of fatigue, just, uh, I don't know, one lapse of concentration, given the situation of the game, if we do bring it into context, the like, we were already 2 nil up at the stage, weren't we? I'm sure we were 2 nil up at that one nil up. Okay, so we're one nil up. You know, the chances of us, of, of, of us getting that full spot were slim even before we started the game. I just think it was uh, a moment of madness, and that's what I'm going to put it down to. Mm. Just got no explanation for it, and and I think let's hope it doesn't come back and bite us in the arse for the final. Yeah, do you know, you know, the other thing, Garrett, is um, we played 80 minutes now with 10 men. We've had a longer season than Chelsea, way longer season than Chelsea. Mm-hmm. Um, we've then gone and played 80 minutes with 10 men against a decent Everton side, who, to be fair, had a poor performance. But but you know that's yeah. also going to cost us, isn't it, Garrett? You know, oh, yeah, it has. What's Sorry, carry on. But it could do. It could cost us, couldn't it? Oh yeah, it absolutely could. I mean, like Neil has been saying, it's just nonsensical. I don't really know what he was thinking. And not only were we sure we were one nil up, but not only were we one nil up, we were in absolute control of the game. I mean, uh, they they hadn't really had any chances. And not only was it, you know, at a point where we were in control of the match, but he was so far from goal. It wasn't like he needed to make that rash last ditch challenge to try and, you know, put him off. I don't understand why he didn't just go step for step with him and jockey him to the corner. It's just something that is, it doesn't make any sense to me. And, 
And I think as he left his feet to go try and get that ball, he realized that he had made a mistake there. And I mean, it's just one of those things kind of caught in two, two frames of mind. One is I'm going to win this ball. And then right when he thinks he's, you know, he thinks he can win it at the moment he takes off, he knows, Oh, I've really, I've really made a mistake. And he got up and knew it was just, you know, it's frustrating because it's frustrating because of the repercussions of his mistake and, and what it means for this weekend. But at the same time, if any other player had, you know, if Jagielka had done that to Alexis, we'd be screaming for a red card, you know? So it, 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 it makes sense that he got what he deserved. And sadly, we're just going to have to, we're going to have to live with it. Yeah. Yeah. No, well summed up. But after that, I mean, you know, cause Shelly goes off where, we're worried, um, but then Everton, you know, they they must have heard mutterings of Middlesbrough goal or something, and decided to just, you know, stop playing completely and let Alexis in for his se- for our second goal. We went two 0 up, and I was like, I don't know, I was delighted. I was going oh, cheers dear. Everton doing a, doing what Tottenham did when uh, when was that? Nineteen ninety nine, I think Tottenham at Man U. Um, do you remember that Les Ferdinand score? Didn't even celebrate. Oh gosh, it, it did draw me back to that a little bit. You know, it drew, drew me back to those instances where. You know, rivalry. To Everton were never going to try too hard in that game. I wouldn't have thought they, they, didn't, they didn't want Liverpool nowhere near the Champions <laughs> League, did they? But um, in fairness to us, though, was it we were playing like Garrett said, we were playing really, really well. But then we had the Gabriel challenge. Now the Gabriel challenge, I'm a bit more forgiving of. But but again, I do think it was quite unnecessary, Neil. I, I you know, he did get the ball and he was playing brilliantly. I mean, he, Lukaku didn't have a touch. And I'm one. I'm actually a, a quite a big fan. Of, I know Neil, you are, but but oh, I'm, I'm really quite like, yeah. a big fan of Gabriel. And I always feel like he's on the cusp of of really hitting form with Arsenal. And then something like this mm. happens, or someone gets his place back and he gets out of the side or whatever. And he's had a couple of good performances at right back as well this season, which got forgotten. He has. Um, but but I do feel it's enough of. Really unnecessary challenge. He, he could have just. What happened to stepping back and jockeying? Like, like, it wasn't it unnecessary? Neil? I, I think it was. Yeah, I think it was. Um, I don't know. It's get another moment of madness. I mean, I, again, I think, I think, I think you're right. I think if you take the two and you compare the two challenges, I think you can be a little bit more forgiving of Gabriel. And I think he did get the ball to to, to a certain extent. Yes, um, he got more of the ball right. than than Koscielny did. So. <laughs> Yeah. You could you could always yeah so you could you could take take the two and think well all right out, out of those ones that wasn't as reckless as uh, Shelney's but given the scheme of things and looking at the bigger picture it probably was unnecessary and I feel actually in that in that particular one although it's a huge blow again for us and left even a deeper hole with in in defence now. Um, I, I actually uh, feel sorry for Kasha, uh, uh, Gabriel as an individual on this one because, as you quite rightly said, he's, he's had a very stop-start season. I think he has shown moments of brilliance. He's done well uh, when, when he's been, been uh, given that position, either in, in the, in the, in the three-man formation or uh, as right-back when Bellerin wasn't playing or when he was injured. And I think he'd done a, he'd done a very sound and tidy job even in that position. And I think he's been one of our, uh, more of our, if you could pick out some good players in the season, I think he's been one of the more unsung heroes for me. Um, and that's not me being biased because you know that I've always, always thought highly of the guy. But I, I do feel for him. I think it's been very stop-start. He would have been guaranteed a position in the cup final, uh, which would have been fantastic for him um, if he hadn't picked up the injury. So, again, this is this one where I where I really feel upset and angry at Koscielny for his challenge this one it's more I feel more sympathy for Gabriel um, yeah, and, and that's the way I see the two yeah I understand yeah. I mean it wasn't I just felt it was unnecessary but you know you can yeah. watch it back and in, in, in the heat at the moment I can see why he tried to do what he did and he's a very mm. he's a very kind of front foot defender isn't he? he likes to get his foot in and he's aggressive and uh, yeah sometimes that costs him a little bit but I feel, a lot of people have been saying you know, you get rid of Gabriel in the summer. I would, ne- I would not get rid of Gabriel. No. I think he's still got a lot to play for at Arsenal. I think he could be quite a good so. defender, but a lot better than people think. So, um, But again, we've lost him, and we'll get on to how that's going to affect our cup final in a, in a second. Just a couple more things on the game. Garrett Ramsey's, um, obviously, Lukaku scored a penalty. Um, well, once you get a penalty against Peter Cech, you know, so you, you might as well just go back yeah. to the centre spot. But um, holding, you know, it was a handball by, uh, hold, I think they said it was Monreal, but it wasn't. It was, I was holding when I rewatched it. It was holding. Holding, holding, yeah. it was holding, yeah. Um, which yeah. was a bit, you know, n- n- naive of him, but I got, you know, nothing but praise for Robert Holding, really. And then um, Ramsey's mate, Ramsey's one of the players 
that, like you said at the start of the podcast, has really flourished in this formation, almost getting back to the sort of form we saw him at a few years ago. Not quite, but he's getting there, isn't he? Yeah, definitely. I think just more game time at this with this role is going to get him back to that position. I think having that third center back kind of allows him to not maybe feel the pressures of you know, the responsibility to be such a defensive contributor to the formation, maybe be a bit more of like a, uh, you know, a creator rather than someone that's got to be more of a box to box player, even though we all know he has that in his locker. I think he's most comfortable and will really excel the most when he has the, you know, the permission or the ability to run forward and make those late runs into the box and kind of be an outlet around the 18 yard box to, you know, make, make and, and take those chances. I, I think this formation is really going to see the Jaka Ramsey partnership that I have a feeling uh, Wenger was envisioning uh, really coming to fruition. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. It's looking better and better and, and we just hope they can, they can do it one more time for us in the in the cup final, but um, it was yeah, a great it was a goal, wasn't it? it was a brilliant goal. Oh my yeah. goodness, oh, I mean, it, it really came. Gosh. I wasn't really expecting him to take it when he did, and you know, knowing Ramsey, I should always really expect him to try and try and do something, you know, like that because he's always looking for the, the amazing goal. Um, but wow, I mean, he took it, had a nice little touch, peeked up, uh, curled it right into the top bin, opposite corner, and I don't. Keeper didn't stand a chance, and and Robles was having a. I think it was Joel Robles, right? He's he was playing in goal. He yeah, was having, really good. Yeah, really. He good had a great was. game. Yeah, if it, I mean to be honest, kind of got lucky with Bellerin's goal there. Um, you know, on, we we created a great chance, and Welbeck pushed it, put it away the first time. We were just lucky Bellerin was there to mop it up, and Alexis was a moment of madness, and and Ramsey was really the one that beat him. Uh, he he made a lot of great saves, and uh, P. Ramsey's back on the score sheet. I think it had been. Since God, Tottenham last season or the season prior was his last goal in yeah. the Premier League, it had been a while, so he needed it really bad. And the and, uh, and Ozil, yeah, yeah. Go on, go sorry, on. just to say that Ozil's uh, trickery as well with the build-up of that goal was oh, immense, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. what footwork, and yeah. that that just that that for me epitomised what Ozil can do. When I was he's thinking of you on form. that one, Jack. No, 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 absolutely. No, I, do you know what? I've never denied it though. I've never. I am a big critic of Ozil, but I've never really denied what he can do. I just feel like I don't see it enough, and I don't see yeah. it when I really, really want to see it. You know, like he's I really played very well as of late. I feel. Yeah, I th- personally, I think he's done. I think. Well, I think actually, think in that last eight or nine games, he's actually been very, very good. Ozil in, in the majority. Yes, of those, yes. You know? And you know what? I really do feel like the the three at the back, the three centre backs, has created so much more kind of just solidity to our defensive platform. I, I just feel like the, uh, the players like Ramsey Ozil and, and Chaka too, who has this reputation of being a defensive midfielder when really he's just a big guy, big uh, kind of just strong looking character that he's not a defensive midfielder. He's a deep line playmaker and having these three center backs with two wing backs with the responsibility to come back and help defend. I feel like is really going to help our attacking players flourish. Uh, I, I, yeah. I don't really know why it took us so long to get to this, but according to Wenger, he's been thinking about it for a while. I wish he would have pulled the trigger back in January, know. you know, Hindsight, and right. who knows what we, yeah, yeah. 2020, you just, know, one of those things. Yeah. yeah just exactly. touching on, uh, just touching on Xhaka there, Garrett. I, I actually believe it's, it's he's one of these players that where, you know, uh, we, we, we get uh, overseas players coming to play in the premiership and it takes them a little bit of time just to get used to the pace of the game and used to the premiership vigours and, and the physical side of it, I actually think he's going to be an amazing player from next season. If, you know, if, 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 if you know, we, we keep the majority of our players, we just have no idea what's going to happen in the summer. But um, my, my gut feeling is he's going to be one for the future if he has a long career with Arsenal. I think he's going to do really well going forward. He's, to, to me, he's becoming stronger and stronger. And I think, Jack, I don't know if you agree, but... Um, I think he's found a good rapport and relationship with um, Ram- Ramsey in the middle. You know, we were always saying that uh, at the beginning of the season when we had Cockland and Santi playing, they were awesome together. And since then, we've just had no stability. He's chopped and changed the midfield because he's had to. He's yeah, no not found the right. Either. He's no, yeah, yeah, and he's not found the right combination. And as Garrett quite rightly said, with this new formation, I think it's really suited 
this Xhaka and Ramsey partnership. And, I, you know, nine wins out of ten or whatever it is that we've had, including the um, game against City. I mean, that's not a bad bad uh, turnaround, is it? So, um, and and you'll find that they were they've been at the hub of that. So I. I I just hope that you know we can keep some of these players together and uh, and build on what we've we've had in the last two months. Yeah, I still think I agree. That's the goal. It's got to be the goal. Has got to be to keep most of these these players together yeah. because they've got a lot more to give. I mean, we, you know, we can't talk them all up at the start of the season and then believe that you know what they gave this season is all they've got. We know there's so much more to give. I think so. I agree. Yeah. Jack is going to be great. I, I, and I've, I, I absolutely agree with the praise on Ozil. I thought he was fantastic against Everton. He's been fantastic for the last few weeks, and I just hope. You know, Saturday is 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 the one that I really want him to be fantastic. You know, you know what I mean. Yeah. I, I really, really want him to be. And, and and if he if he is, I'll be the first one to praise him. But but you know, those yeah. are the, those are the games where where you want your big big players to to have big big moments. You know, so have to. Yeah, you have if, to. If, 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 if we if, if we if we're gonna need it, yeah, we're gonna need it. If if we're gonna win, Ozil and, and Sanchez have got to be at their top of their game, and they've got to play brilliantly between each other. Um, that's why I see it. They've really got to pull in. I mean, obviously, everyone on the park's got to. But for me, for that special special moment and that thing that could kill and change the game and be a, be a game-turner, I think it's got to be down to them too. And even Ramsey, I think. I've, I, I actually have got a good feeling about Ramsey on Saturday. I think I think he could... He could uh, be a, be a bit of a bit of a game changer, so, yeah. but we'll wait and see. We'll wait and see. For him, yeah. uh, the last thing I wanted to talk about the Everton game before we get onto the fans' questions was um, was Wenger's lack of of of, of the lap, lap of honour, Garrett, if if you like. Um, right or wrong decision for you, and 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 what are the what are your thoughts on it? I think it was the correct decision because it seems like the message came from kind of the security staff and maybe some of those kind of the, the back office staff that had advised him to, you know, Hey, let's, let's think about this. You know, we, let's think about how the last couple months have been. And do you really want to put yourself in front of, you know, half of these fans that have been paying for banners to fly over your stadium and, you know, making signs and going on Arsenal fan TV. And, you know, it's just, I'm sure this wasn't a conversation they had, but they just looked at each other and said, Hey, uh, Mr. Trevanger, how about you sit back on this one? Let the players, you know, take care of it. Uh, and I think, you know, there was probably a little, a moment of, yeah, you know, you're probably right. And, and for me, it was, uh, it was very, it was very disappointing. You know, I, I saw a lot of just crap going around Twitter, you know, saying how, or just the internet in general and how, which you really can't take too seriously. They're also just frustrate you forever, but it was, you know, Oh, look, Look how arrogant he is. He's too good to walk around this own stadium. He doesn't give a shit. He, you know, it's just all this stuff. He doesn't even have the nerve to acknowledge the fans after a crap season. You know, it's just so terrible because, you know, inside he wants to be a part of that. And, and these players, he, he loves and protects and everything else for them and gives them the opportunities. And, and he's given up everything for this club. And we might've had a bad season and some may think it may be his time to go and, you know, others may think he's still got it in him, but he doesn't deserve to be treated the way that he has been. And I have a feeling that if he would have participated in the lap of honor from this, around the stadium, it just it would have been it would have been ugly. I think it would have taken away from the players and the and the kids and the families and just kind of what that moment is really supposed to be for. Because some idiot would, would have piped up and and kind of made it a, another kind of just treacherous environment. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, just a, just really depressing, cool, really. Yeah, it is, it is depressing. I, I agree with all that. It's, because it's, if that's his last time in the Emirates Stadium, I mean, I don't know. What a way to I leave, just, right? Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, way, it just it kills leave. me. I, I would hate to think that that's his last moment, is standing on the sidelines when he can't, you know, <laughs> pe- pe- when people can't say. Oh, it, it's frustrating, really. And, and, you know, people always say that this is the stadium that Arson built, right? And whether or not you agree with it, in my opinion, it's the truth. And if he can't really just enjoy it on his last moment there, cause, cause he knows something about next season. I know he does. And he's just, he's protecting somebody or something or mm. some, some ones. And I don't know who it is and I don't know why it is. And I hope Arsene Wenger writes a book and it's a, just a freaking spills his guts out on the table because I, I would just pay ridiculous sums of money to read that uh, more than I would for any other book. That's for sure. Yeah. Because something is going on behind the scenes, and 
I don't know. It's just, it, it all depresses me uh, very much to, to know that he couldn't be appreciated, you know, on his last moment at the Emirates stadium. If, if that is the case. Yeah, he's been poorly handled uh, by the club. He's been poorly protected by the club, Neil. And the the, the concern for me on it, I th- I agree um, completely, 100 percent with everything Garrett said. But his acknowledgement there, and maybe he was forced to acknowledge of of how toxic the fan base has become. But he, he doesn't. He's never really adjusted to the fan base. You know, he's never really. He even if he's been aware of it, he's been very. He's kind of poo pooed it whenever it's been brought up in in. Um, in, by, by journalists, you know, saying things like, oh, I wonder how they feel. It's a minority of the fan base. or I wonder how they feel when they go home to their families and, and the families see what they're doing. You know, oh, oh, I'm going to keep doing my work for Arsenal, you know. And, and this time he, he was forced to maybe, but he adjusted for, for the fan base. And I wonder if that is a sign of where his future may, may lie as well, you know. Like, is that a sign of him just maybe realising that... It, things things with the fan base are just uh, are maybe beyond repair, as sad as it may seem. But but what are your thoughts on it, Neil? I I, I agree with Garrett. I think it's really sad um, if it is to be his last game. I mean, look, let's let's take a step back here. Maybe maybe people could say, well, all right, if that's the case, why hasn't he? And he does know something, and he does know that it's his last game. He should have made an announcement, and then maybe doing the lap of honour would have been a completely different dynamic because then fans would have thought, all right, he has announced it. He is leaving at the end of the season. Let's just appreciate what he has done. Maybe we don't like what he's become over the last few seasons. I'm talking about those fans who are, who are, who have been making a lot of noise uh, here. So, so this is, I'm not talking about the whole, uh, the majority. So, um, and, and then maybe then he could have been given that lap of honour uh, with, with, with a little, with, and welcomes with more warmth, and and the, the 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 recognition that I think he deserves for what he has done for Arsenal Football Club. So maybe there is that way. And I'm just playing devil's advocate here. I'm not I'm not I'm not pointing any fingers at all. I'm just thinking if he ha- if he does know something. And again, you're right. It could be something to do with the club. I think Garrett made a really good point that he could be protecting something or someone. It, that that could well be the case. There is this thing which has come out recently um, about him. He made this comment a few games ago after, after in, in one of his uh, uh, talks after, after one of the matches, it may have been the Man City game uh, in the semi-final. And he'd said it again after the Everton game. And he's alluded to, to some, something which happened back in December. Um, and he says he will talk about it in due course, whether he means, after he's gone or whether it means in his book, if he's planning to write a book, I don't know. But he said he will explain something. Oh, we lost Neil there. Hold on, let's go to you, Garrett, and I'll bring Neil back in. Um, sure. Um, but Garrett, yeah, Neil, Neil was making some good points as well. I mean, what if you had to make a judgment call on it at this point? Obviously, you say that, um, that you know, the, the board or so, he's protecting someone. You presume that someone at board level, right? Um, like, Hello and, there. And, sorry, Neil, you're back, mate. I'll get back to you. Sorry about that. Say, go on, carry, you can carry on, actually, if you want. But I was, I was talking to get so, about, um, I, I know you might, might have lost your train of thought, about you know him protecting someone at board level, like Garrett said, and like you touched yeah, on as well. Yeah. Um, That's it. And they've obviously handled it ter- terribly. And he did say, didn't he, Neil, in, in, you know, that he would tell us by, I think it was April time, you know, what his yeah. decision was. So the, the presumption has to be that the board's questioning the contract if it was on offer, the contract that was offered, and, 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 and that's what's holding him. That would be probably the most obvious presumption, wouldn't it? That no one, maybe no one knows, really, or maybe knows something, but he doesn't really know. Maybe, maybe the cup final has a larger bearing than we think. I mean, what do you think, Neil? Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, I, I don't know at what, what point you lost me, but I was, I was just basically saying I, would, I did agree with Garrett, um, on, and, and he made and that point about that he could be protecting someone or, or something, and I went on to talk about the fact that he alluded to the fact that there's something happened in December. I don't know if you heard me say this. Yeah, yeah. Um, and 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 I and I and I just feel that there is something for him to mention something like that. You, th- you think about Wenger uh, and his track record. He's ne- he's never one to say too much about the in, ins uh, the ins and outs of what's oh sorry what happens within the club and and all and all the politics and stuff. He I I I mean I might be wrong, but I've never heard him really openly speak about anything to do with that and what goes on behind the scenes. As you quite rightly said, he's always more about protecting players, protecting everything that that that, that you know about the club in, in actually as a whole. Um, so for him to actually sort of hint at something that's gone awry in December, 
um, th th there's something more to this than meets the eye for me. Um, and, and, and I just feel we, we, we may know what that is going forward in due course, but he just doesn't want to say at the moment because he doesn't want to derail the club. But then, then I think about it and I think, why, why is he even alluded to it then? Why doesn't he just talk about it after the season or after he's left the left, left, left um, his position as, as manager. So it, there's too many gray areas. There's too much, there's too many, too much of a veil here uh, for us fans to, to really know what's happening. You could be right. It could be that um, no one does know. Um, and he, the FA Cup final could be the, 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 the decision maker for Wenger as to whether, uh, and the board, as to whether he stays or whether he goes. Um, but I, I, I don't know. It's, it's again, we're second guessing. We, we don't know what's happening really. And, and, and I think we just have to wait and see what happens and let, let them all come out with official statements and then we'll know. But I do feel, and I think you've touched on this, Jack, before, that it probably would have been better if we had some idea as to what was going on because I do feel and that... It sounds like Wenger's a that, isn't he? Yeah, I do feel that his inaction may... Whether it's his inaction or not, or whether it's the, which the club as a whole, their inaction, has contributed to a little bit of our, uh, uh, instability this season. And maybe maybe if we had known uh, with a little bit more assured, assuredness what was going on, the performances on the pitch may have been different. We don't know. Again, we're second guessing. It's all hypothetical. It's all, uh, you know, we're all we're talking retrospectively now. We just don't know. We've, we've got to accept what's happened. We've just got to move forward. The only consolation is he has changed things over the last few games and we are playing better. I just want to say, though, um, about the lap of honour, it is a shame. I agree with Garrett. I think if it is to be his last game at the Emirates, what a sad way to go. I, I, I just feel so angry about that in a lot of ways. It could be his own doing, as I said earlier. I think if he ha if he does know, maybe he should have said something. And then I think he could have been given a very, very different, uh, uh, you know, send off, if you like, by the fans. Um, but what is ironic about all of this is a lot of the fans which are making the noise about him not doing the lap of honour are the ones who have actually been so detrimental, you know, it's as, 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 as almost like destroyed and ripped his character to pieces. So I find that a bit of a, contra uh, a bit, a bit hypocritical and a bit of a contradiction. On one hand, they're slating him, they want him out, blah, blah, blah. He's, he's, he's poison to the club, he's a fraud, all this kind of nonsense mm -hmm. that I hear week on, week out. I'm so sick of it, so sick, sick of it now. And yet they're the ones saying, look at him, he can't even go around and, you know, uh, just, just shut up. I, I, can't, I can't be dealing with and listening to all this nonsense. It's a joke. You either want him out or you don't. And don't sit there destroying and take, ripping his character to pieces at every moment you can get. Accept the fact that things have, have taken the course for whatever reason and actually we haven't done badly. Nine out of ten isn't a bad turnaround for any club at any level. And support the bloody club because we've got a huge final coming up. Massive game for us. I don't care if people say, oh, it's only the FA Cup. It's not only the FA Cup. I think it's a, it's a great moment and a great showpiece. And just get behind the club for goodness sake. Yeah. Yeah, well said. You know, Neil, I, I wanted to mention something. And, and I just I have a hard, hard time believing he knows what's going to happen in June. I do. I feel like he has no idea what's going on. And, and personally, I feel like it's because our board is so incompetent that they're just not able. Like, I just feel like they're so unable to prepare that the fact that we are at such a turning point moment in this club's history when we have a tenured manager that is out of contract and they can't make a decision on whether to offer him a contract or not. Because I have a feeling if Arsene Wenger had a contract in front of him that was worthwhile or, or, or just not even worthwhile. If it was a, if it was a, de a contract offer, he would sign it to stay at Arsenal because he said he loves Arsenal so much and he'll love it till the day he dies. He's, if he had the opportunity to still be here, he would be. And to me, that just means like, I'm, it just scares me shitless about what's going to happen next season. We haven't mm. even finished this season and I already feel underprepared for the next season. And, and yeah. it's not only, be, it's not only because of the manager's contract. It's because since the manager hasn't signed a contract, we have multiple players that haven't signed contracts. 
And mm. what player is going to sign a contract when he doesn't know who's going to be his manager next season? Yeah, that's true. And that's very true, Gary. You can't blame anyone. No, they're not. Gonna, they're not going to do. I can't blame any of them. I can't blame Ozil. I can't blame Sanchez. I can't blame Oxlade Chamberlain personally because I don't believe any any of them have had a, a contract offered to them personally. That's my own opinion. Because right. who okay. in their right mind is going to offer a player a contract before they offer a manager a contract? Right. right? And that would because be the player's going to look at it. Right? And the board exactly. said aren't prepared. And that, that's why maybe we've got a couple of questions on it. The, 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 the board <laughs> level change is maybe what we could probably the most unlikely, but what we probably should all be hoping for, you know, because yeah, that's what no, whether said. you want the manager there or not, you know, it's no, if, if the board, this board has never exactly. ever appointed a Premier League manager. No one on the board has. Huh. So, if, you know, what the heck are we going to end up with? You know what I mean? Oh, I am, God, if, once Wenger leaves, if it's the end of the game on Saturday or whatever it is, um, I, I'm going to be, I'm going to be really worried, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to be really yeah. worried. And, and it's because, you know, we have no idea what this board's, capable of we, we, we've seen what they're incapable of but we have no idea what they're gonna when they have to make a decision we don't know what's gonna come out of the hat do we so no, I, 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 Garrett summed it up in one word they're incompetent Jack yeah. as far as I'm concerned yeah hey, in Josh Cronkery we trust guys oh gosh <laughs> Jesus well we, you know surely after the cup final the decision he, he, there's no more delaying it I mean June 1st I believe is when he's contract is up you've, you've got to tell us you've got to say something he's got less than a week on his on his contract it's, it's unbelievable despicable isn't it and well, you know the fact that Wenger is kind of smiling through it just to just I don't know it's just it's just it's so hard to watch and um I just you know oh, it's heartbreaking yeah. I think yeah time will tell but um, let's do a few fans question based on the final um let's go to Garrett for this one uh Samrid Zucci want to give a shout out to him he gives us questions straight away at the moment always giving us questions Samrid um, I believe he's in New Delhi. I think he's in New Delhi, India. Yep. So, uh, top man. Um, he says, assuming Arsenal leaves after Saturday, which I think we all have agreed is certainly possible, um, who is realistically likely to replace him? And can we get anyone from within the club? Uh, Garrett, what are your thoughts on that? Man, realistically, I mean, the only realistic option I could think of would be Baldy, right? Within the club? I think just in general. I mean, who who are we, uh, we want to go get uh, David Moyes? I mean, he's available, right? <laughs> we got Tuchel. To, um, Tuchel's leaving uh, um, Dortmund. Is it at the end of the season? Is he? I, I see. Here's the. I, I don't know because I know we had the Dortmund manager. We had Allegri. We had uh, Simeone. Uh, we, we seem to be linked to multiple managers, all the same ones. And as far as I was aware, all of them had committed their futures to their their clubs now if the Dortmund manager has not then I would say that's probably I I would yeah I mean you probably read it on Twitter so it has to be true right yeah there you go go. Um, (laughs) so I mean if if it's if he's available I would say he's probably the best suited in terms of kind of the the managerial ability of a of a larger club with expectations um, to win and be successful in multiple competitions big profile players that he has to manage their personalities. I mean, I'm just thinking of someone who would be capable and maybe he'd be the most capable. I don't know if he'd be necessarily realistic. I mean, to me, realistic is Steve bold, right? Because we're so late in the season. We have to start preparing after three or four weeks holiday for the players and then back at it, right? Off season training. So So who knows the players who knows the system? Yeah. I mean, it, it would probably be an interim thing. And then we're interviewing guys like, uh, you know, Allardyce. And <laughs> I mean, we I don't just, know. Do we? we don't know what this board's. I have no idea. I, prepared, I have no so idea. They're not looking at anyone. Um, I have no so idea. No Neil, do you have a, a realistic candidate? I mean, I feel at this point, the only realistic candidate to me is either Wenger or, or an interim bold. I just don't know who else. Chuck Bobby Pirro's in there. Just put him there and he can, you know. Yeah, you know, why not? Put one in the top corner every practice. It's such isn't a it? difficult it's one. It's, it's a difficult one. Time. I mean, um, the, only, the, only, the only thing that uh, I don't know that caught my attention yesterday, and I've mentioned him before, actually, if there was ever one for the future, potentially, and you might poo-poo me in a minute, Jack and uh, Garrett, 
but the whole manager resigned, didn't he? And I, and I think he could be. Oh, yeah. he, he looks pretty decent, you know. I, I don't know. There's something about him which, He's going to be the which next I Arsenal. like. We can't make him the next and, Arsenal manager. And, no, 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 no. No, I know we couldn't. But do you know, um, I remember a few years ago when Pochettino was managing Southampton. And I once said to one of my mates, um, I said, I really like him. And, I, and if Wenger was ever to leave... I wouldn't mind someone like him at Arsenal, and look what he's done for Tottenham. Now, you know, going to that to, to that to that club, and for some reason, a little bit of that instinct, I was seeing that um, this. I don't even know the guy's name, and I'm ranting on about him, but um, the whole manager. I, I don't know. I've seen a little bit of of, of something special in him. Um, and you've got to remember when Wenger came to Arsenal, he's literally unknown. Even I was like, who the hell's that? Winger, who's, who's a, you know, and, and and yeah, and I, I don't know. I I don't think it would be he'd be it'd be the right time for him now. But I'm just saying, if he could, he could be touted. He could, could because he's he's looking at. Um, I think Palace and uh, I don't know which other clubs made uh, made a move for him or have shown interest in him, interest in him. And I think the other club that's shown interest is Porto. So I mean, he is he's obviously got something about him. Um, and uh, it could be, but I, Jack, I hate answering these questions. I, I, the answer, I just have no idea, Garrett and Jack. I just, I just no. do not know. I no, mean, it's, me it's, know it's too about. much. It's, it's, it's just something I've never really thought about. If, you, if to be true, to be honest, I just, I just don't know. All right, take this one, one from Samrit. Um, do we switch to a back four because of a lack of centre backs on Sunday? Sorry, Saturday, or do we play a back three again? Would you agree that we got to stick to the back three no matter what, Neil? I think so. I think so. I mean, I, I think at the moment the team have, have really uh, excelled in it, and, and, I, and I and I and I think especially now that we're we've literally got no centre backs bar Holding and, and Per Mertesacker because I mean you, we were saying before we came on the pod chat that it doesn't look like uh, Mustafi's going to play. So we we have literally got Monreal, Holding and Mertesacker, and I, and I think we've got to keep to that formation because. Chelsea are known also for their counter-attacking and, and I think they're the best team. They've had the best record for counter-attacks and successful counter-attacks in the season and we need that extra stability at the back, that extra prote- protection. We know by playing the back three, it really gives room for for Ramsey to do what he does best and, and knowing that Xhaka is there protecting the back and hold, holding holding his position there, he'll feel more comfortable with that extra centre-back there behind him as well. Um, and it gives the, the wing-backs uh, more of a purpose as well to, to you know, run down the flanks and, and, and do their magic. So, no, Jack, I, 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 for me, I would stick to that that formation. I'll be surprised if, um, if, if Wenger moves away from it, especially now that we've lost Gabriel and Koscielny. So, that's my opinion on it. Mm, no, I agree with that. Um, Jerry underscore I underscore IS. Sorry, Jerry's at Jerry um, IS says, uh, where has my Santi gone? Yeah, absolutely, mate. Um, the original Dell boy, Garrett, says, how many first-team players do you think will leave and how many do you think will buy in the summer? So, Ooh, I'll take that okay. one, mate. What do you think? Let me, let me see here. Let me look at the... Uh... I'm on the Arsenal website right now. Let me go to the team. Okay, yeah. here we go. Who's leaving? Uh, let's see here. I think David Ospina is leaving. Yep. Um, right. I think we'll bring, bring back Chesney and he'll battle for the number one with Petr yep. Cech. Yeah, like that. Great. Uh, I think we're probably going to get rid of Debushi. I'm going to mark yep. those down. Actually. Great. Yep. So we got Ospina. We've got Debushi. Yeah, I think we may part with Kieran Gibbs with the with side yeah, Kul- kind of Kul- with that. I think yeah. that's the new. I say that with him coming in. So yeah, he looks like we may in, yep. we may part with him. Um, I hope we don't get rid of Jenkinson. Okay, just for, just for the just for the sake of having him on the books, you know. Yeah, I like. I, I, I've got his. I've got his kit, you know. So I give, feel like I got. Him. Give him a gun. <laughs> give him a gunosaurus outfit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think Meza like will be here next season. Yep, okay. I agree. I agree. Um, I don't think any other midfielders will be leaving. Elneny? I think Elneny will be here. Uh, we have, okay. I mean, I think Europa League going to be a great opportunity for him. Yeah, that's true. That's very true, actually. Yep, good point. So I'd yep. keep Elneny. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, our, our midfielders will be down to two fit ones by uh, match day two. So, got to yeah. keep Yeah, true. True, exactly. true, true. Um, I Ox will be here. Theo wow. is a Theo. 
I think he will be here as well. Okay. Um, I do not think Alexis will be here next season. Really? Yeah. You convinced on that? I yeah, feel like I feel like he is the type of player. I know he he said that he liked or loved living in London, but something tells me that uh, he'll be he, at Chelsea. <laughs> something tells me that if we keep him next season, he'll be at Chelsea the next. Yeah. Is that and what you think? Do you think he's going to go to another Premiership club? I do if as well. we keep him, if we keep him next season, yes, because I have a hard time believing we'll be able to get him to sign a contract. Do you think he'll do that though, Garrett? I mean, especially if Arsenal Wenger's there, he's not one to whittle down a contract to nothing. I mean, he's going to get a fee for that player if he's not signed by August, isn't he? He's, he's, yeah, I mean, he is going to get a fee for him, isn't he? And if 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 he hasn't committed by, I would say. I'll put it down. I'm going to write it down. If he is not an Arsenal player for the long term by August 15th, well, when is the match? When's match week one of next season? Do you know? Uh, August. Uh, when oh, is it? it? Yeah, yeah. Second or third, third week. Second or third so, week. Yeah, that's it. So I'll say if he's not committed to Arsenal in the long term, by, by long term, I mean two or three years, um, by August 15th, because that would be the second week-ish. The beginning of the third week of August, then we will gone. we will sell him by deadline day. Yeah. Okay. And and right. we will sell abroad probably to a Juventus or a or mm. a Bayern Munich. I'm okay with that. This. I mean, obviously, I want him to stay, but I can have. Yeah, yeah, I'd I, rather him. Yeah. But I, I mean, could you, you imagine? Jack. Could you imagine him leaving for free to Chelsea? Oh. I mean. Oh no! No God! You know, he ticks all the boxes in a way, doesn't it? He, he likes li- if he likes living in London. <laughs> He wants the same wage that he's getting, which he's not going to get probably elsewhere in Europe from Bayern Munich and these kind of clubs that don't pay anywhere near what English clubs play. All right, we get taxed more, or whatever. But, but you know, so you know, th- there's a chance. I know Wenger will always say, you know, he's under contract. We don't sell it, but we have done in the past, haven't we? So, mm. I know we don't. A lot of people say we're not in that position anymore. But you know, player power is player power. We and we're, yeah. we're now letting the con. We're, it's now in the players' hands. He's in the last oh, you know, year and a half of his contract. All these contracts are in the players' hands at this point. So yeah, it's our own fault for whittling it down, isn't it? So yeah. yeah. So I'll say we have three, potentially four, depending on the Alexis situation going out, and then coming buying, coming yeah. coming in. I don't know. I have a I don't have a clue who we're buying, but coming in, I feel like well, we have the defender. We got Said. Colesnet? Colesnet? That's like a proper unit, mate. Yeah. I watched him on YouTube the other day, which means I know everything Oh, about then that's it. it. Then he's no, a podcast I'm telling you, obviously, no one knows about <laughs> it, do they? I saw these people coming out going, I've been watching him for years. Yeah, but we have. Yeah. But right. I watched him, and honestly, he would squash Kieran Gibbs in one challenge. Kieran Gibbs would be dead in one <laughs> tackle. He, so I, so there's there's one. There's yeah, one there's for one. sure. Uh, I, won't count, I, I won't count Chesney because right. he's been on the book, so he's coming back. So I think we bring back Chesney. We bring back. We bring in that defender. Centrally, central defenders. I think we're good. Assuming Pear will be back, fully fit in contention every week next season. Um, so I think we'll be good there. Yeah, Chambers is back too. Yep. Chambers is back. Yeah, Chambers is back too as well. So that's a good point. I feel like we absolutely need a boss central midfielder. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Agree. Box. Someone. Box. Powerful. Yeah, just, yeah, powerful, athletic. I mean, I get so frustrated watching our midfielders just kind of run. I, I don't know if you guys get the same frustration, yeah, but I so feel scary. like when they run, they just end up on the ground all the time. And I don't know what it is. I feel like we just lack power and pace in the mid- central midfield. And I'm hoping we go out and address that. This Never, this ever stuff. have replaced Vieira, Garrett. I know, and, I and everyone it. always says it. And it, it's Vieira is a player who is, I don't want to say irreplaceable, but very unique and a one of a kind. Mm, it's mm. hard to find someone like that, but we need someone. Oh, no, I know. But something in, 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 that, in that ilk, in that, in that mo- uh, yeah. sort of uh, mold, you, need, you do need someone like yeah. that, I think. And then I, I would hope we go out and buy just a proper center goal, for, goal scoring center forward. Yeah. Well, I mean, we should have so the money. It, if, if Alexis it, does leave, we should have the money. Even if we do. Alexis, even if we keep Alexis, I think, I think you're right, Garrett. I we agree. Have, we have to because Danny Welbeck, for all everything we love him for, also has his faults. Um, 
Theo Walcott is Theo Walcott. Theo Walcott. We, we know everything we need about to know about him. Olivier Giroud, I feel like, is a player who I'm, I'm personally glad signed a contract extension because he's he's an absolute threat coming off the bench, and I feel like we need that. And yep. I, I would assume he kind of understands that his role moving forward is going to be that player. Um, and then Lucas Perez can't seem to get a sniff, but I don't think he's the caliber of player we need to win the league personally. So hmm. we go out there, we buy a proper striker and uh, you know, we've been linked with Lacazette for like 10 years. Maybe we bring him and he seems to score a lot of goals. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. He's definitely going somewhere. He said so. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Hey Del boy, that is an answer for you, mate. That is why we are a podcast. Have some of that. Tell us what we didn't answer there. Well done, Garrett. Let's well, see. yeah, Neil brilliant answer. Let's see if Neil can no, match it. Been a bit disappointed no, with ones. At Ivor Cannon, he says, "What's your lineup for?" Um, <laughs> it's four play four in the morning again. <laughs> What's your lineup? Hey, I'll give you some help. He's given us his lineup. He says his lineup. If Mustafi's fit, is holding per Mustafi checking goal. Bellerin on the right. Um, Monreal on the left. Jacka Ramsey in the middle, Ozil Sanchez, Welbeck. Is there any part of that that you disagree with if Mustafi is fit? Um, probably not um, actually. That's probably that's not too far off the mark. I'm, um, I, I've got a, I've got my doubts now after what you said about Mustafi, which is a big shame. So then obviously it will be Mertesacker and Monreal and Holding, and then you've got you've got potentially Gibbs, haven't you? That will come in, in instead of where Monreal would have uh, played. If that's that, will, that's wholly dependent on Mustafi and whether he he plays or not. But I think um, I, I think I probably agree with that. I think you, what what Garrett you just said about Giroud um, as a as a lethal uh, player to come off the bench. I think he could be quite pivotal uh, going going into that game uh, if that's the case and if we need him, because I think uh, if 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 we play. Our game of, of quick quick crosses and, and cutbacks, and I think that could hurt Chelsea um, if, if 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 he can get on to one of those, uh, which he does and he is known to do. Uh, he's, he's he's pretty pretty good in, in in the box in that capacity, so he, he he could be he could be an interesting weapon to have have if we so need it. But obviously by then we'll be three to up, so it's, it's not going to be an issue. Well, um, <laughs> but um, I, I just I just feel that. The formation, I th- I'm, I'm going to stick to my guns and say we've got to keep the same formation. I think of the players, um, I think that lineup I do agree with. I, um, I, I just feel that if if our back back players, it goes without saying they've got to have the game of their lives. I think holding is going to is going to obviously have the job of, of trying to keep Hazard quiet. Uh, we've got to. For me, the biggest three threats uh, are Hazard, Fabregas, and obviously uh, my friend Costa. And um, if if we can keep do what we did at um, the Emirates and play that kind of. Obviously, I know it's a different Chelsea now. They're the champions. They are on a massive high, and it's going to be a monumental task. Even if we didn't have any of our players out. It's going to still be a huge. It would have been a monumental task in that, even even with our fully fit squad. So it's even more so now. But I just feel if we can somehow play with controlled aggression, and we can uh, sort of keep keep Costa quiet, play him at his own game, but in a controlled way, not in a stupid erratic way, and 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 do something silly and get a player sent off. And if we can do that first and foremost, if if if. Uh, Ramsey somehow can nullify Fabregas if Fabregas gets ahead of uh, who is what's his name, uh, Matic. Matic, who, who plays uh, in that place instead of Fabregas for Chelsea? Forgotten his name now. But if, if if yeah yeah my, I, I don't know but I, yeah I think so yeah so I think if, if 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 you know certain key players and we can keep them quiet and 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 again uh, holding I think I've got a lot of time and respect for holding. Um, I think he's been awesome uh, since since he's been given the chance to show what he can do. I think he's really mature. Um, I feel really comfortable when he's on the ball. I think he's got trickery. He's, he's, he's just a very level-headed, competent young man. And I think he's going to have a massive, massive task. I believe he would be marking Hazard, wouldn't he? I, I think. And we all know what Hazard can do. And I think if, if we can do all of that and they can do all of their jobs, Ramsey and obviously Xhaka do what they do and what they've been shown to, showing, to, showing us in the last few games, then if Ozil and, Ozil and Sanchez, as I said earlier, have the game of their lives and they can do these quick passes and, and get into those spaces, quick movement, 
I, I really believe we can hurt Chelsea. But again, it's it's all about uh, the team playing as a whole and, and being there for each other. And I, and I just believe the two key elements are quick passing and controlled aggression. And if we can put all of that into place, then we've got as good a chance as anyone to, to beat them and, and win, our, win the cup. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. No. Sorry. 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 If I from the question, but I just thought it, it, I, I'll talk about it if you were, you know, just like talking about lineups and what they may do or may not do. But that's the way I see it. Garrett's answer there. I, I tried. I tried, but it, uh, I failed miserably. Sorry. Well, you know, I I actually and hear me out, guys. But you know, I may have a couple changes to that starting eleven. Myself. Go. 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 So, uh, assuming let's just are we all safely assuming that Mustafi's out? Are we just going to? Say that on, he's that not one, on that one, it's saying he's fit, but in terms of the concussion protocol and his illness, it looks unlikely, I would say, at this point, but you just don't know. So let's assume, yeah, we can assume he's out, yeah. Okay, so let's say we assume he's out. We have Petr Cech in goal, holding Per Nacho at the back. Um, at right wing back, I would play Bellerin. At left wing back, I would play Oxlade-Chamberlain. Yes, I've heard of that. Ah, right. interesting. Mark mentioned uh, it. I like that. I like that. It's attacking I would on play- the wing backs, but I like it. I would play. It is attacking on the wing backs, but you know what? We got to score goals to win, and we got three center backs uh, back there to help provide some stability. And uh, I just feel like Ox has been in great form. He just got an England call up, the only Arsenal player to do so, which I thought was a little surprising, considering Theo Walcott is uh, having a decent season goal scoring wise. But that's besides the fact. Um, Jaka Ramsey, Ozil Sanchez, and I would start with Welbeck with Giroud coming off the bench. Neil, like. Like we've been discussing, because I feel like that's yeah. going to be very important. So, yeah, that might be my eleven. I feel like Ox. You know what? Been, I would rather right. have Ox over Gibbs. Oxlade. To be honest. Yeah, yeah. You know what? I didn't even think about that. You're absolutely spot on. Yeah, definitely. I agree with you. If we have the Oxlade. option to play Monreal left wing back, of course, I'd probably take that. But if we don't, absolutely. we won't have a Mustafi's not playing. I, I like that a lot. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I really like that. Mustafi's in, then Nacho goes left wing back. I completely agree. But then we go, who plays on the right wing back? Is it Ox or Bellerin? And I would almost prefer Oxley Chamberlain to be, to be quite honest. Really, really interesting. Yeah, I, I, I feel like he really struggled against Chelsea, and I don't know, just with a you know Alonso coming at him, I just yeah. I don't know. I mean, he may want to you know, <laughs> you know, certain, you know, well, a was a resurrection. Yeah. Yeah, he may he may want to resurrect some demons on that one, but I I just feel like Oxley Chamberlain will get up and down the pitch a bit better than than Hector Bellerin, and I yeah. just feel like that because Hector Bellerin's been struggling for just for fitness in general. I mean, he's got that ankle issue and Oxley Chamberlain's in great form. I, I, I would find a way to get Ox on the pitch this weekend. Yeah. yeah. I think he'll feature fit, Garrett. Sure. I think he, I think he'll feature at some point, like very much like the way you uh, mentioned Giroud there. I think he will feature. I mean, it'd be, it'll be criminal for him not to feature the way he's been playing. Uh, how good, got the, how but, good has he been not being involved in the, the cup finals over the past couple of years? You know, I, I know. I feel like this is his best chance out of all best of the chance. previous. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. Um, but I've just got this feeling Wenger's going to go with Bellerin. I, I've yeah. just got this feeling. It's yeah. hard because yeah. anyway. Bellerin came back in and it really looked kind of down and out for the season with injuries and whatnot. But he's actually come back yeah. and looked really, really good in the formation. Hasn't he, he did. They're both vying for that position. But maybe, maybe an option is to put them both in. Like Garrett said, maybe that is... Yeah, that, I really like that. I'd be very excited I really like that. Yeah, um, anyone I, I worrying about Perma Osaka? I mean, te- he's not had much football. <laughs> but, I mean, you know, uh, we, we, there's always those those concerns. But, you know, if he's a fit Perma Osaka, you know, we know he's got the experience. And But, but you know, he, there's no denying he's had very, very little football, first-team football. And we're putting him into a cup final against Chelsea and Diego Costa. It's, it's, got, it's worrying, isn't it? It's worrying, Garrett. It's not. It's not ideal, but you know, he's he's pair. He's the club captain, and if there's anyone that we had to rely on in a moment like this, I, I suppose that I would rather it be pair than anybody else. Yeah. C- considering his his stature, his his uh, experience, and just kind of what he's going to mean to the team, just to be out there, I, I feel like you know, if, obviously, I would rather have a fit. And battle-tested Kachelny, a fit and battle-tested Gabriel, and a fit and battle-tested Mustafi, but that's just not the that's not the situation right now. And you know, it's uh, it's pair or or it's nobody else. <laughs> and I, and I, 
I would just rather have him in there uh, if we have to. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. There is one more question, but it's going to take a while to answer from Sam I am underscore 21 about potential takeover from Uzmanov. I'm going to move that to Sunday's podcast because I think it's a big one to tackle. We'll get to it. The last thing I want to do before we, you two boys before you go, because I know uh, Neil's got to rush off to, to work his chest for three hours in the gym, um, <laughs> is uh, what is your predictions for Saturday's game, Neil? Are we going to lift the cup for seventh time for Arsenal winger? Seventh, seventh, seven star heaven. Yeah, we are. Seven we, are, of course, I'm not going to. I'm not. I'm. I'm not going to ever say we're not going to win it. No chance. I think, um, like, like you guys and myself, we've all, all sort of touched on. If we have a, if we play out of our skin, and we, I've, I've, we've said it all season, Jack, haven't we? Across the pods, that technically. And, and and on paper we have got one of the best squads in the league. Uh, even even though we've come fifth, um, it's just not worked out for us for whatever reason. But if all the players play out of their skin and play as a unit, play as a team, and and work for each other, I don't see any reason why we cannot beat Chelsea. And given uh, you know the fact that uh, Garrett said that Oxlade would be a good choice to start as well, if 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 for whatever reason Mustafi can't make it. I think that is a great call. Now having him there, I think I'm going to change my prediction of 3-0 to 4-0. <laughs> <laughs> if it's 4-0, I'll tell you I, what, Alexis, I'm you can jo- walk I mean, I'd off love it. and leave. I'm I'll joking. Leave. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. But do you know what? Do you know what? I think I think we could win this um, by a surprisingly comfortable margin at the end of it. And I, I mean, you know what? I'm going to go for 3-1. To hell with it. I'm going to go, with, go for 3-1. And I'm going to say, um, given the lineup, let me let me think. I'm going to say Ozil will score the first goal, and we're going to win three-one. Okay, all right, but no, no, beat that, Garrett. Uh, I'll, I'll say three-one as well, but I'm going to say yes. af- after extra time. Yes, I like it. Who's yeah, your score? My first score, I will put down as, uh, you know what, I'm going to put down as Aaron Ramsey. Yes, could be, could be. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go after extra time as well. I'm gonna say. Two, I think if it gets to extra time, we will win it. I think if we get it to extra time, we we're gonna go and win it because we seem to be better the longer games goes on. Despite the fact we played a lot of games this season, we just seem to, you know, look at the Man City game in the semi final. Um, so mm-hmm. I'm gonna go two one, and I'll say first goal scorer. I'll say first goal scorer Alexis. I'm gonna say Alexis. Mm-hmm. Someone's got to put and, him in. And, and I've got a feeling this is going to be Per's last game. And just as Vieira very much did, and he scored the cup final winner against Man United for his last kick of the game, the last kick for Arsenal, Mertzak is going to head the goal in from a corner, and no, it will be the so, last class. Yeah, and that will be no, that will be so the, great. That will be the three-one for me. It'll be two-one at the time. We'll be t- you know they'll put loads of, loads of pressure on us, and in the very last dying seconds, we'll have a corner, and Mertesacker is going to score, and he's going to bow out, winning the FA Cup and holding it yeah, as like captain. Andy Linegan versus Sheffield Wednesday, and it all of damn right. You're Bosh. damn right. That's what's going to happen. All right, boys. Neil, think, Neil, you just gave me the chills with that with that vision. I know. I know. I know. You know, you're getting my flipping hopes up. There you go. <laughs> yeah, well, I have to. I've got to try. Come on. Yeah, you we do this to ourselves every week. It's do, do you know what? Obviously, quick. You know, um, uh, Sam's question, uh, Jack. I think you're right. I think Sunday's probably better because by Sunday, by the time you do the pod, we might have, we may know more as well, which yeah, might be might hold you in better stead to answer that question. I think we may. Yeah. I've got a feeling we may know more. Yeah, and that's mm. that's how I'm going to leave it. And that's why we're putting. Another pod out there um, soon after the game, but not straight away after the game. I just get a feeling, you know, every hour after that game is going to be uh, non-stop watching on social media. But we'll wait and see, won't we? So, um, But, Garrett, Neil, it's been great. Thanks for coming on late night here, no. uh, early morning where you are, Neil. And uh, yeah, either way, pleasure. we'll all be watching come Saturday, 5pm UK time. And find us on uh, Purely Arsenal FP on Twitter and footballpurist.com. Our website's been down for a little bit, so just go to Twitter. Uh, purely Arsenal FP look us up on iTunes just type in Purely Arsenal and you'll find our podcast and uh, give us a give us a comment give us a retweet and uh, let, let, us, let us know what you think and we appreciate your questions so we'll be back Sunday come on the Arsenal come on come on, come on boys Seven.